Listen to the Sports Objective Podcast. to the sports objective is uh, we have a very special guest one of our favorites now in four years hard to believe it's been that long the head basketball coach of the east carolina women's team and that's coach kim kim mcneil how are you coach i'm doing great how about you time is flying uh, i'm very excited uh, i know uh, we were saying right off there a lot of good things to talk about how about the 23 and 9 season um and what I'm really excited for you and the coaching staff and the players are working so hard and all the staff behind the scenes is the AAC tournament title in year four. Coach, you got to be happy. Yeah, um, unbelievable year. I just, um, I'm still on a high, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to get off of it until <laughs> the next season starts. We're, we're going to enjoy this because it definitely took a while t- for us to get here. But, you know, sometimes I think, you know, when, when it, takes a little bit longer to see success. I think it, it, it means more, you know, you, you, you feel it a little bit more, you enjoy it a little bit more, you appreciate it a little bit more. And no doubt. I wanted to talk about that because one of the things as a athlete and coach, you always hear the term, trust the process, trust the process. Um, your ladies have done a great job without trusting the process. And I know it's another cliche to say they bought in, but can you talk about from the time you started till now about, building your culture of what you wanted at East Carolina? Yeah, you know, it's definitely about trusting the process. You know, I felt from day one, we've always had great young women, you know, uh, young ladies that, you know, wanted to win, that wanted to turn the program around. They just didn't understand and know how, you know. And and so, you know, the first couple of years, it was about just getting them to understand, bringing in kids that, you know, would uh, fit fit our style, you know, fit us on and off the court. And, you know, we have unbelievable young women. They do an unbelievable job in the classroom. They do a great job in the community. Um, they love Pirate Nation. You know, and this year we were just able to add, you know, some kids that, you know, were, were talented and they could score the ball. Um, but also, you know, the returnees got better, you know, and you always want to, you know, continue to make your kids better. And that, that's a big part of our staff. Like we're really big on player development. And every year, if you look at our kids, they get better every single year. So, you know, this year was more so about just getting kids to believe, you know, I've always felt like I've had the buy-in. They've always worked hard and did what we asked them to do. But this year was about believing, believing that they could win, believing that they belonged in the American conference. No doubt about it. Coach, one of the things I want to talk about before we talk about the season is the fact of how much I enjoy your banquet at the beginning of the year. And I hope you'll, I know it's a fundraiser, uh, for the uh, women's basketball team. Can you talk about uh, that? And um, it's a really great event. And I'll tell you what, uh, if you don't realize, people don't may not know how much support you really have, but there's a lot of support uh, there, especially the second year you had uh, that whole Harvey Hall field again. Yep. I, the tip-off dinner is what Dave is talking about. And it's been unbelievable. You know, we're going on our third year having it this year, first year. Was very surprised with the turnout, and this past year was great. You know, for me, 
you know, we could go out and get, you know, MCs and things of that nature, but I really utilize it for an opportunity for Pirate Nation to get to know the players. I think they see them on the court. They see them at practice. They see them in their uniforms. But I want Pirate Nation to get to know my young women off the court and as young women first. And so we, you know, we put players at tables with different people. They MC everything. They do all the talking. We have little skits and we have dinner. Um, and it's just it's just a fun night. And, and I've walked away with so many compliments of our young women, how articulate they are. We've actually had young women get jobs out of it. They've gotten internships out of it. So it's it's been a great event for us. No doubt. I got to give a shout out to Sarah also because Mackenzie, my daughter, as you met her, is a huge fan of yours, huge fan of the program. And Sarah really made a big impact on her that night. And uh, we had so much fun, a daddy daughter date at the, the second annual uh, tip off dinner. Yeah, Sarah, that's uh, Corey's like my right hand man and Sarah's my, my left hand woman. You know, Sarah does everything behind the scenes that, you know, people don't really understand. But she keeps me organized, keeps me, you know, keeps my calendar, keeps the girls organized. You know, she does, does a little bit of everything. So, yeah, Sarah's great. Also, one more thing uh, that I enjoyed was the end of the season when you guys had the selection show. Um, mm -hmm. That was incredible. Not only for you, I was so happy for you. But I was just thinking about the women's program and I was thinking about how cool that was for East Carolina in general to have a selection show. And you know how much I love basketball, men's and women's. And so it was a, a proud moment for me, too. Pirate Nation, really. Pirate Nation, Greenville. Um, everybody really, really got behind us, Dave, this year. And it, it was it was fun to watch, you know, and. I know the last three years people have been, you know, antsy trying to figure out, you know, are, am I going to be able to turn the program around? Like what's going on? But, you know, I think once we got the conference play and started putting together some 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 win streaks, you know, Pirate Nation really got behind us. The crowds got better, um, especially those last two or three games. You know, when we won the championship, we got back, you know, we had a crowd waiting for us there in the Hall of Fame area. And then, you know, as you said at the selection show, you know, it was jam packed and it, it's just it's been so um, special just watching the community get behind us. I think everybody's extremely excited about women's basketball. I think they're excited about basketball in general, finally starting to win. No doubt. And especially when the fact that I want to remind people to get season tickets, that's so important. Um, I know that there had to be coach. Maybe I'm, I'm not Bubba's the, he's producing behind the scenes, but he's a numbers guy, but there was times it had to be two or 3000 people at those games, especially late in the season. And to think about, how far you've come in the last few years. I was really tickled for you. I, I remember, Dave, my first year, you know, having home games and literally being able to count the amount of people in the stands. Um, and just to see the growth, you know, as you said, you know, our Houston game, the administration was so gracious to yes. open it up to free, you know, to the public. And I thought that was really key because it was a big, big game for us. And I think it got, you know, the the community opportunity to really see us play. And it was an unbelievable game. And there were so many people that came up to me that that was the first time they'd ever been to a women's basketball game. What a, what a game for that to be your first. Yes. One. And I've had so many people tell me I'm buying season tickets this year. We're buying ticket season tickets. I, I, you know, a dream of mine would be for every game to be like that. 2,500, 3,000 people. Why not? You know, why, why, why not in Greenville? You know, we're winning. We got great young women. We're in the community. You know, we're, we're, we're moving this thing forward. You know, I, I love being in Greenville. I think it's a great place to raise your family because there's always something to do, whether it's a baseball game, a football game, a basketball game, or just Little League or whatever it is. So, you know, why not come out and support women's basketball? And no doubt. In fact, that was one of the things in our notes is the impressive comebacks of Menji's last season. It was uh, 
I tell you, I've been to many times of men's basketball, but those were some of the loudest crowds I've ever heard in Menji's. And to think about, there was uh, my son's basketball team, my, my daughter's basketball team. There were a lot of uh, teams there from local uh, around the area that came out to support you guys. And and also, that was really cool is having my my her uh, her fan base. I know she's got a big fan club that right down the road in Farmville that they came to and. I know you told me, uh, I know Danae McNeil had uh, some folks at uh, that last game too. Yes, yeah, senior night, Danae, they brought a whole bus down from South Carolina. So that was huge. They had on their, their gold shirts. And, you know, Maya, I think she's a big part of the reason why our, you know, crowds got better this year. You know, having a local product, you know, having a, a four-star top 100 local product playing your backyard. I think people really wanted to come out and see, you know, how she would do in college. And then her family is always behind the bench. So, you know, it was just, just a great year for us, and I, I just want to keep moving it forward. You know, we talk all the time to the team, you know, how are we going to respond, you know, to last year? Are we content with what we did or we want to continue to move this thing forward? So, you know, they're working really hard to move it forward. You know, myself and Sarah and administration are having talks about different things we can do to make sure, you know, our crowds are, are the way you know they were there at the end of the, end of the season. Um, like I said, the community got behind us. Little League, you know, we're really big in Little League. My son plays for Brown and Wood. Yep. You know, you'd see him and his buddies sitting right there on courts, courtside, you know, holding up, you know, signs and cheering and, and just having a great time. I, I just think it's just a, a good, you know, family environment for families to come out and enjoy and have a good night. I'm going to get to your players in just a second, but I want to talk about the importance of the, I know the Williams Arena Menchie's Coliseum renovations are going to come on with the lights. Can you talk about that? Because that's one thing that I love, like the game day environments. Yep. All of us can watch our, you know, you know, now it's hard to believe it's exciting. You can watch the games on ESPN Plus, mm -hmm. but uh, being there and in that environment, how loud it is, there's nothing like it, Coach. Nothing at all. You know, um, that, that Houston game when, and I think it was UCF as well, when the crowd started yelling, chanting purple, gold, ECU. I mean, I, I don't think people realize how, how that helps us, how that gets the girls going, how that gets me pumped. You know, it, it's just a it's a huge home court advantage for us. But, you know, you mentioned the renovations in Menjis. I'm really excited about it. You know, they're in the process of doing LED lights, you know, throughout the, the Coliseum. Some of the lights will be purple, so we'll turn the lights down and we'll have purple lights. Um, also, the bleachers behind the benches where we sit, they're going to gut them out and make them into chair back seats, which I think is going to be really nice for TV games. Um, if we can pack that side, you know, behind us and, and make the, the facility look look um, really crowded. So I think that's going to be a really nice addition to Menji's. And I, I think there's more to come in the future. You know, I think this is the project that we're working on this year. And I think in the future, we'll see even more stuff happen to Menji's. Coach, one of the things I want to ask you, too, that's really important to me because I may be an old dog, but I'm hoping to learn a new tricks. And one of them is NIL. How important? I know you can't talk about that specifically being the head coach, but for your players, for your for your ladies, how important is that for Pirate Nation to get behind our team boneyard that we have on the screen there? The NIL is teamboneyard.org. It's extremely important, Dave. You know, that's the the the, the way of the world now in college athletics. Um you know, just the, the athletes feeling like, you know, they have the support, you know, from Pirate Nation, you know, in, in recruiting, you know, we, we have to be able to, you know, keep these kids here. You know, they're, they're, these Power Fives are throwing, you know, all kind of NIL deals out there for them. And, and, you know, we have to show them that, you know, they can get everything that 
they could get at a power five here at ECU. Great support from the community, um, great education, um, competitive sports, and then, you know, NIL, you know, opportunities for our athletes. So it's extremely important. Let's talk about, uh, speaking of important, is really excited that Nate McNeil is coming back, the AAC Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I, I didn't realize that Bubba's, again, the number numbers got 94 steals, Coach, 94 steals in the season. Um, that's one of the exciting parts of your game is, I know, defense, but uh, really proud for her. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited Danae decided to come back and utilize her COVID year um, with us here at ECU. She actually told us back in November. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't mention it. I wasn't going to have the conversation with her to the end of the year, um, but she actually came up to me after practice one day and was like, Coach, I, I just want to let you know I'm coming back next year. And I was like, you know, cheering, excited, happy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, anything can happen, you know. Right. So, you know, it, it, you know, when you're dealing with NILs and you're dealing with the portal, but because she is a grad kid, she could have went back in the portal and went somewhere else and, and been immediately eligible to play. Um, but not only her, you know, we're bringing back a whole starting lineup. You know, I don't know how right. many teams in the country can say that, you know, they're bringing back their whole starting lineup. So, you know, the, these these women have been in the gym working extremely hard ever since the season's been over with. And then we've got a group of six newcomers that are really going to come in and be able to help us as well. Uh, can you talk about that? Really excited. I know the twins from Florida, they, they're um, exciting for me, because especially when you have um, my, my, I know she has, she's going to be great. And like you said, it's, it's really cool that you finally have like that nucleus, the foundation for your program with these uh, ladies coming back and, and now it looks like they have a chance for your team and program to only get better. No, I think, Dave, that's why our defense was so much better this year. You know, if you really watched us play, you notice we didn't press as much as we did in the past. And <clears throat> last spring, you know, as a coaching staff, we really talked about some things. And, you know, I told the staff and I told Corey, I said, you know what? I said, you know, let's really focus on being really, really good at something. And I wanted to really get our matchup really, really good. So we we focused a lot of time on the matchup. I wanted to score a little bit more points, two and a half court. So I was like, you know, we can't work on our matchup, work on pressing, work on man-to-man, work on out-of-bounds, and work on our offense. There's just not enough time. So we really didn't work on our press much at all in practice. We really focused on our matchup and then just getting the offense better, which obviously it all paid off. Um, but I think what really helped our matchup is that we had veterans in there. You know, you had Sania Johnson, you had Danae McNeil, you had Morgan Mosley, you know, you had um, Alexia Rose at times that was in there. You know, so you had kids that had been in our system and understood the matchup. And I, and I definitely think that helps because it's not easy to to figure out. And so this year we're bringing back all five. You know, so I'm really anxious, you know, to see how it's going to look and then adding on the new pieces that we have that bring us some length, that bring us some athleticism, that bring us some really good um, sharp basketball IQs. And not only that, but we're adding some kids that can score the ball as well. Um, so, you know, you would ask me this time last year, Coach, are you ready for the season to start? I would probably said no. You know, you ask me today, I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm ready to get back on the court. Everybody will be here Sunday. The Twins got here last Thursday. Um, but everybody will be here Sunday, and I'm I'm anxious to get back on the court and put everybody together because we have so much versatility this year. We're going to do a lot of different things offensively with some people, um, but I'm anxious to get everybody back on the court. Can you talk about the new uh, introduce those folks to Pirate Nation? Uh, as far as I know, there's 
there's three incoming freshmen, right? That you were four. There's four. four? Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have uh, two transfers in Talia and Tatiana Weich, right. um, who transferred from University of Florida. So they'll have two years. Um, you know, I recruited them out of high school um, hard. Thought we were going to get them. Um, so I've known them for a really long time. Um, but actually, Tati is what we call her nickname, wanted to stay in Florida. Um, so they decided to go to University of Florida and they played, I mean, respectfully, you know, anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes a game. And, you know, that is at the SEC where they're pounding up against, you know, the South Carolinas of the world, the LSUs of the world. Right. You know, so they got that that big time experience and they're athletic. They can rebound. They can uh, Talia can score the ball. Tati's like that Dennis Rodman type of kid is just going to do all the dirty work, rebound, run the floor, uh, play defense. So. Really excited to add them in the mix with Amaya. Um, and then freshman-wise, we have four freshmen. Um, we have a young lady by the name of Kaya Miller, um, who's about a 5'11", six-foot guard, just really, really high basketball IQ, um, really, really good leader. I think she's going to be an unbelievable ambassador for our program. Um, but she can shoot the ball, um, three-level score. She can um, – just plays hard, has played on the number one high school to high school team in the nation for the last two years. Um, so has played at a high level in high school and just and she's a winner. So she understands how to win. So really excited about her. Then we have Karina Gordon, who's about a five eight um, combo guard coming out of Florida. Um, can shoot the crap out of the ball. Um, one game last summer, she hit 11 threes in one game. Um, what she'll also back up um, Micah a little bit at the point guard spot, but you know, a kid that can really score the ball, can really shoot it. And if you've watched us the last three or four years, that's been one of our Achilles heel, just not being able to knock down those open shots. So I'm anxious for them to come in and be able to stretch the full force. And then we have another lady by the name of Jade Tillman. Um, Jade's about a six foot, six foot one, three, four-ish type of kid. Just a, um, ooh, just a blue collar, hard nosed, tough kid. Um, plays, she's six foot, six one, but plays like she's six, three, six, four. Um, played AAU with Jayla Earp. Um, you're behind Jayla, but played with her with, on Boo Williams' team. So we are extremely familiar with her. Watched her for a really long time. And they would always they were small that summer, and they would always put her on 6'3", six, 6'4", six, kids, and she would just battle her butt off. But she can put it on the floor. She can post you up. <clears throat> she can shoot the three. So she's extremely versatile. And then the last young lady is Jaden Cook, who's about 6'1", really nice stroke from about 15, 18 feet, can actually shoot the three as well. Um, good rebounder, skilled, not as skilled as Mamai, um, but <clears throat> another forward that can stretch the floor and put it on the floor a little bit. So, you know, I told the staff this year, look, don't bring me any kids that can't score the ball. Obviously, okay. I want them to be able to defend, <clears throat> and they all can, but I wanted kids that could also score the ball. So all of these kids can score the ball. No doubt about it, and that's one of the things I know you talked about in the press conference uh, there. I think it may have been the last game of the regular season. Uh, was that very thing of uh, who can score, people asking you about who can shoot. Um, you, you're adding perimeter shooting, which is something that probably will take your team to the next level, right? It definitely will. I mean, it's going to open up so many things for everybody. You know, it's going to give more driving lanes for Danae. It's going to give more driving lanes for Sania. It's going to give more driving lanes for Micah. Um, because, you know, in the past, because people know we're really strong getting to the rim, they kind of pack it up. And I think, you know, with adding these kids and also the, you know, the returnees been in the gym working on their shots and working on, you know, um, stretching their games as well. I think it's just going to open up that paint even more. And now we got three legitimate kids 
that can score with their back to the basket. And, you know, don't be surprised if you don't see Amaya Joyner out there on, out there on the perimeter a little bit. And we go, you know, Amaya, Tati, and Talia out there at times. Um, that's really going to be a nightmare. But, you know, definitely adding some kids that can shoot the ball is just going to open up the paint even more for us. And, Coach, uh, I know that the Texas game was really tough down and you had a little, you win. That was really crazy. You play in Fort Worth and then you come all the way back to the selection show. Then you had, I know you were telling me that you were telling me right after that selection show that, hey, we've got to go right back to Texas. Can you talk about that experience and uh, what did you learn? I know it was a tough night at the office, uh, obviously, but what did you learn about that whole experience? You know, our team grew up that night. You know, you can only, you know, as coaches, we've all played and coached in the NCAA tournament. You know, nobody on that team had ever experienced anything like that. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, they were just, I mean, there was a lot of emotion. I mean, there was a lot of, um, I mean, think about it, Dave. We were picked 11th. Right. And for us to win the tournament, which I'm sure nobody thought we could do that, um, these kids, they they were they were on a high. And they were um, – I don't think they really understood how to prepare for the NCAA tournament. And so going down there and playing against the Texas um, with the physicality and the size, <clears throat> you know, they admitted at the end that they didn't prepare the way they needed to prepare. And so when we had our end of the year meetings, they were all, all the returnees, they were, they were, they were frustrated. Um, they were disappointed in themselves, but it was also a learning experience. And well, now they, they, they have a better idea of what it takes um, and because all year I kept preaching to them, you know, you, you're going to play like you practice. And I'm, I'm a big advocate of that. Like, I don't oh, yeah. believe in you step on the court and the light shine. I believe in you have to prepare your mind and your bodies to play a certain way. And it all starts in practice. And so, you know, they admitted, you know, they didn't practice hard like they should have the whole year and things of that nature. So I think we learned a lot. You know, we had a great year, uh, you know, historical year, but it was also a learning year uh, for a lot of them, too. And I, I just think, you know doing this off season, they've been doing so much on their own as a team. I'm a firm believer of great teams, championship teams are player led. And I think we're finally getting to that point where they're leading, starting to lead themselves, starting to hold each other accountable. And I think, you know, when we get going next week, you got a group of returnees that kind of get it now and understand they're just going to take those new kids and just put them under their wing and, and continue to move this program forward. No doubt coach. I know that uh, coach Jeff said at the, Pirate Club Armada, the very fact of that you uh, that you guys are happy now when you're in your offices and you hear the balls bouncing where those girls are coming in there on their own time. That's not what you're asking them to do. And you hear balls bouncing early in the morning, like eight or nine o'clock when they could be uh, they're not obviously missing class, but they may be sleeping or doing other things. Yeah, I tell you, we um, when we got back from Texas, obviously NCAA rules, you have to give them seven days off once your season ends. And after about the third day, Danae McNeil was hounding Coach Corey and um, Sania and all those guys. They wanted to get back in the gym. I was like, guys, look, we can't, you know. Um, <laughs> but, you know, our, our postseason was cut a little short this year because we played longer. You know, year before, in the past, we got about five or six weeks, whereas this year we only got three weeks because we played further into the season. And so, you know, NCAA rules, we have to stop workouts with them once a week prior to final exams. 
and they they just they just continued on. They 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 did their workouts on the court. They went in the weight room with Coach Mike doing their weight room stuff, and then they would come in the gym. And I, I one o'clock, I would I would come in my office, get there because I, I, my kids go, Gabby and Kate go to Elmhurst, and I would um get to my office about 7:45. Five minutes later, I'd hear music blasting, balls bouncing. I look out, and there they are getting up shots. Then about one or two o'clock, I could hear music going again. I look out <laughs> on the balcony and they're out there running sprints. And I'm like, it's May and these kids are running sprints, you know. Yeah. But as a coach, it just it just makes you smile because you're like, they're they're finally starting to figure it out. We're finally starting to be player led, and they're finally starting to love, you know, that hard work, that grind. That's awesome, and I know that uh, one of the things I was really happy with, Coach, with uh, year four is with uh, our great AD, John Gilbert, giving you the contract extension. Can you talk about your contract? I know that obviously everybody loves money, but I know as a coach, it's all about wins and losses. And now that's a great, it's got to be a great feeling with you and Coach Corey and the whole staff. How many nights and weekends and days, the blood, the sweat and tears, and you finally have uh, that extension? You know, Dave, I can't lie to you. This, this year, going into this season, I, I was stressed. You know, I knew going into year four, you know, we had to start turning the corner some and if I wanted to continue to be, you know, the women's basketball coach here at ECU. And um, it, it was hard, you know, when, you, when you're going into a season, you're like, you got to win this game, you got to win this game. You know, it, it was extremely stressful at times um, until we started getting to that flow and started feeling like, um, you know, that we're starting to play the brand of basketball that we knew we could play. But, you know, John came to me probably a week or so before we played um, Houston at home in the triple overtime game, and he told me that he was going to extend my contract, um, and and that was the the length of those conversations. He was just like, just relax, you know, we're going to extend it, uh, you know, all the pressure's off, just go out, continue to win, and have fun with it, and that was definitely a weight off my shoulder, you know, knowing that I would be, you know, the women's basketball coach here at ECU for some years to come, and you know, I just told him, like, I, I just want stability. Like, I just I just want to be able to recruit. You know, it's hard to be able to recruit with only one year on your contract. You know, now right. I'm back to, you know, a, a solid four years. And so, you know, kids, we've had some unbelievable young kids on campus these last couple of weeks. And I'm able to tell them that, yes, I will be here as the women's coach the whole time that you're here. And, and that that's just that's huge, you know, to be able to tell my players, you know, I'm come, I'll be here, you know, and they are a huge part of that. Like I, I couldn't get an extension without them. I can't I couldn't get an extension without my unbelievable coaching staff. So, you know, it was definitely a, a, a unbelievable moment, you know, took about a month to get everything, you know, the logistics and stuff. And I remember Friday, the Friday that I knew that the board of trustees was going to um, approve it taking Gabrielle and Kaden to school and Kaden was in the front seat. And I said, guess what guys? And, you know, mommy's probably going to get an extension today. I thought he was going to jump out of the car. He <laughs> went crazy. Gabrielle was like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> and Kaden was like, that means we're going to be in Greenville for a long time. Cause they, they love it here. You know, they, they have their friends, they found their way. They love the little league. They love softball little league. And, right. and they, they just, they love it here in Greenville and they, they would have a fit if we ever left. Well, Coach, that was – you read my mind. That's what I was going to talk about is I don't think the fans really know the impact it has on families like you and I know Coach Corey do and obviously people in the industry, but having to move and move and move and move and move and having, you know, half a dozen new schools and, and making new friends every few years. And you guys have the stability now that the, the guy – I guess they'll be 
at least teenagers before you would ever, we're not even discuss that. I think they're going to be going to college. Then they'll have to leave Greenville. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the, the two, they were born in Charlottesville um, right. when we were assistants at Virginia. So they were three when we left, they didn't really understand. So, the, you know, when they're younger like that, it's not as, as hard. Um, when we left Hartford to come here, I would say Gabrielle cried a little bit. You know, they had just finished kindergarten and she was starting, you know, meet some friends. But once she got here, she was fine. But when you start getting up in the age to what they are now, as you said, you know, they're 10 and, you know, they're developing their own little personalities, their own friends, their own cliques. Um, it starts to get hard. It, it really does. And you don't want to you don't want to be moving them around, you know, year to year. So. You know, it was definitely comforting and definitely, you know, weight off of our shoulders knowing that, you know, we would be in Greenville for at least another four years. One of the things that I'm a schedule nerd coach, as you may know, um, can you talk about the 2023-24 schedule? Um, can you at least tell us who we're playing in non-conference or is that still going to be a secret? Um. Well, you know, we can't release it until contracts are signed. Okay. Um, it will be a, a little bit um, – heavier this year than last year you know last year was a year that we you know felt like we needed to teach the young lady young ladies how to win and they needed to see some success so our non-conference schedule wasn't as tough as it normally is but i thought it definitely served its purpose because we went into conference play with some confidence um you know with the change of the league we're going to 18 conference games which right. bumps us down to 11 non-conference games, whereas last year we were at 13 non-conference and 16 conference. So I, I guess about a month or month and a half ago, it was announced that we are going to the Bahamas, um, and we're yeah. we're playing. You know, we're gonna. No matter how you look at it, we're gonna play a, two really really good teams. Um, the you know it looks like it could be a. It could be an Arizona State. It could be a Penn State. It could be a Purdue. Wow. It could be Columbia. It could be Seton Hall. It could be Georgia. You know, so that that field is going to be really, really strong. Um, and then we have another school that's coming here. I, I can't announce it yet because they haven't signed the contract. We've done our part, but it's going to be late December. We're going to play. We're bringing a team to Minji's that um, I, I know Pirate Nation in Greenville is going to be extremely, extremely, extremely extremely excited about um i'm hoping to get at least five thousand people with that game and as soon as the contract is signed as soon as that ink is dried we are going to make a huge announcement and um you know really really looking forward to that but we're definitely going to up the ante you know in our non-conference slate this year hey coach uh, is uh, i know what you can do is uh buy a whole bunch of pizzas that's what uh former men's and women's back or definitely the men i know in the past they bought pizzas and that you know, when you're a college kid and you're poor and you say, hey, we've got free pizza, they'll they'll come to the, the game. I know. We just got to make them stay because they come <laughs> exactly. and get the pizza and then they leave, you know? That's so maybe it. we won't serve the pizza to after the game. <laughs> That's, that sounds good to me. Uh, let's talk about the um, one of the things before we let you go. I know you've been generous with your time. Uh, I'm really excited about having six new members. I know you're talking about the 18 conference games. Yeah. Can you talk about in the American, uh, we obviously know about we other football and baseball. We've talked about that ad nauseum about those teams coming into the league and what that means for, uh, for obviously men's basketball and for football and for baseball. But what about women's basketball? I want to give you the opportunity for the fans to, I know there's going to be some good teams coming in that they may not know about. Yeah, we just, uh, last week we had our AAC head coaches meetings in Vail, Colorado. Um, first time I've ever been to Vail, Colorado it was actually um, wow. 
better than I thought. You know, at first I was like, we're going all the way to Vail, Colorado. But once I got there, it was actually pretty nice. So it was football and men and women's basketball head coaches were there having our annual meetings. First time we've um, gotten together since 2019 um, because of COVID, it has been virtual. So it was good, you know, seeing, you know, um, my counterparts um, that have been in the league and then obviously the six new guys that are that are coming in. And so, you know, we're up to 14 teams now. I would tell you that I think the thing I'm most excited about is that we got an in-state rival now in Charlotte. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really good for Pirate Nation. It's a, it's a driving trip, you know, that they can come down and watch. It's a, a trip that we don't have to get on the airplane for. So I think that's what I'm most excited about, you know, with the changes in the league. Um, but it also gives us an in-state rival, you know, in recruiting. You know, we, we you know, we'll, we recruit a little bit against Charlotte, but I'm sure it'll pick up now. And they're, they're always a, a very competitive team. Um, you know, have had a lot of success in Conference USA. So they'll be a great team that's coming to the league. Um, I think right now, looking at it, I think Rice is probably going to be the most competitive. They had a really, really good non-conference slate last year. I think they beat um, Houston and beat some other teams. So they're going to be really good. Um, UAB is I watched them play VCU. We had to play VCU last year, and I watched them play, and I, they, they reminded me a little bit of like a Tulsa, you know, four out, five out, you know, shooting a lot of threes. Um, and then you've got North Texas. I don't know a lot about North Texas. They actually have a new coach this year. Um, so, you know, when you get – it doesn't matter what you knew in the past. You know, when you get a new coach, a new system, you just never know. Um, and then we've got UT San Antonio. Um, and then we've got – who else we've got? Who did I miss? UT San Antonio, uh, North Texas, UAB, Charlotte. FAU. FAU. So Florida Atlantic. Um, their coach, I think she's been there probably about two years. Um, so it's going to be some good, solid teams. But I think the two, um, as I said, Rice is going to be good. And then obviously Charlotte with being the in-state rival. No doubt. And uh, coach, before I, for, I I did forget one question I was going to ask. My baby girl is going to be with her mom, unfortunately, uh, as far as basketball camps. Can you talk about that before we let you go? Yeah, so we got our day camp coming up next week, starting next Monday. And, um, you know, our, our recruiting calendar changes so much. Um, we're actually having a high school viewing period next week. So we didn't realize that Part of that week is going to be a dead period, which a dead period means you can't have any high school kids on campus. Right. So we had to go back and change that camp. So that camp is going to be um, from 9 to 12. We've got, I think, first grade through fourth grade can stay from 9 to 12. And then um, fifth grade all the way up till um, long as you haven't entered, entered the ninth grade. So if you just finished eighth grade, you can still come to this camp. That'll go till four. That's a day camp where we'll, you know, work on a lot of fundamentals, play some five on five, have a really good time. The players will be there. And then I think it's the 28th and 29th, if, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to add a camp. We're going to do a shooting camp, um, which is going to be real. We're going to really focus on the fundamentals of shooting. We'll play some a little bit, three on three, four on four, five on five, but it's really going to focus on a lot of shooting, working on your form and giving you a lot of drills. Um, to be able to take back home and really work on that shot. That's going to be very exciting. How can people find out more information about the camp? Yes, yeah, so you can go to, you know, uh, ECU Pirate. 
you know, um, website and, and go to women's basketball, or you can go to Kim McNeil basketball camps.com and sign up. Um, still have space. Um, we'll probably be taking people up until Sunday afternoon, uh, for the day camp. And then obviously we still got another two weeks until our shooting camp. Very exciting times. And, uh, do you know the times, uh, do you know the dates of the Bahamas? Because that would be maybe work will let me get out off and I can come back. <laughs> we might see if we can stuff you in our, in our luggage. How about that? That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, uh, it's actually gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be the Saturday. We're gonna leave the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Um, okay. get down there on Saturday, kind of have a day to enjoy, you know, the island a little bit. Unbelievable resort that we're gonna be staying on the Baja Mar. Um, so really looking forward to that. And then we'll practice Sunday and then we'll play Monday and Wednesday, and we'll come back Wednesday evening and be home for Thanksgiving. That's going to be great, uh, Coach. I can't wait. And uh, I want everybody to go to ecpirates.com or 1-800-DOWL-ECU to get your women's tickets. I know those will be in the fall. The, the tickets officially go on sale, but uh, hopefully, Coach, uh, they'll get that. And let's have several thousand people every game for Coach because yes. you guys have earned it. You really have. Please do. Please do. Go out and get those season tickets. I mean, it's actually cheaper to get season tickets than to buy individual tickets for four or five games. You know, it's not – it's not a, a you know a wealthy ticket. It, the the price is really 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 well really good. And like I said, we got a we got a we got we've got a team coming for you guys in December. That you're not going to want to miss that game. And it's fifty dollars. I think there were fifty dollars each coach off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yep, not not a lot at all. <laughs> Very well, affordable. That's right, coach. Uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much. Give my best to all the players. I know they are going to work hard in the off season and. Uh, definitely in the classroom as well. Thank you so much for all you do for Pirate Nation, the program, and look forward to having you back on again soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you and Bubba for having me. I love being on here. love talking about my girls. love bragging about my program and where we've come. So anytime you guys want me on, uh, I'd love to be here. Absolutely. Take care. Hope you have a great summer. Thank you. Go Pirates. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Appreciate having Coach on. And- Every touchdown with the cannons blast Get it on, get it all, get the wave going